<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Welcome to the Everything Culture Podcast. It's your host, G-Jack, along with my co-host, Mr. D713. And your girl, Honey B. Hey, hey, hey. Today, we got a special guest with us today. She looks real familiar, <laughs> but today is my first time meeting her. We got DJ Queen Bree. Everybody give it up for Queen Bree. Hey. <laughs> As always, uh, I'll ask our guest first. Miss Queen Bree, how was your week? My week was very simple. Um, just rotations of sleep. Um, Netflix and chill, working out and, and chill and chill by myself. All right, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, chilling with Mama. Okay, <laughs> cool. We watched Money Heist and some more different shows, but yeah, so just very easy, nothing much. Y'all yeah. not watching Black Mirror? No, it's a little too scary for her. Okay. What about uh, Orange Is the New Black? I finished that on my way from New York back here, so kind of. Done, done. Wasn't that sad though? No, don't don't say nothing because oh. I haven't. Fi- no, don't say nothing. I haven't oh. watched it yet. Okay. Spoilers. Don't spoil spoilers. 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 No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. Okay. It'll be four weeks by the time I hear this. It's alright. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you need to have watched it already. Yeah. Okay. But it, cool. it, I didn't like the last episode. I thought it was just they tried to fit too much in there, but I think yeah, because they're trying to close out the chapter. I think yeah. I, I assume that it's the last of the last. So yeah, oh, I think it might be the last season. Yeah, yeah so they everybody's season. everybody's done done. So yeah, yeah. okay. So I okay. They kind of close out all. All of the right. Well, let me lines. watch it first, guys. Thanks. Yeah, the person I care about is Daisha on the show. She's oh no, tasty? don't not tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, was it? What's her name on the show? Uh, the the one who's like the drug kingpin. Oh, the Hispanic chicken. Hispanic chicken. Oh, oh, um, Dahlia. Dahlia, yeah. Dahlia. Oh. Hey. Dahlia. Dahlia. Okay, okay. What? She knows how to D- talk about it. Okay. She knows right. about it too. <laughs> 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 like, we all with it, baby. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. All right, honey, so, B, how was your week? My week wasn't bad. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on. I felt like we recorded on one day. I had some other personal stuff going on. Um, family, 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 and work, work, work. So, hey, I can't complain though. 
Every day above ground is better than below. Amen. There you yeah. go. How about you, Mr. D713? <sighs> man, just chill. Um, just getting ready to move, man. Um, had my last Friday, went out to a nice little happy hour with my homegirls. And then after that, the wife and I chill with the Smiths, man. And we was up to like probably 1, 2 o'clock in the morning drinking. Does the like, Smith have kids? Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah, I felt it's, I felt so accomplished. I saw a guitar downstairs, and it, you, I think it was on my Instagram story. Was it a bass? No, it was not a bass. So you didn't know how to play this? Absolutely not. I did not. Okay. But i like, who played the guitar? And I was like, our son. i like, bring his ass down here so he played <laughs> the guitar in his pajamas. Man, I felt such like an uncle seeing a kid wake up <laughs> in the middle of the night and come downstairs and play the, ba- uh, the guitar. But it, it's, it was cool to go back, man. I woke up this morning, had to go to work, and had a hangover, man. It's like I had one of those subtle hangovers, too. Time out. Are you not taking medicine before you lay down at night? No. You should definitely. That will be my one advice. Take you a BC powder. Mm-mm. Take you something. I've had BC powders before. I took one with our previous guest, Pain. I don't. Do you swallow the BC powders? Like, nah, you I just put throw it in the water. Yeah. See, I hear. I see. I put mine they in my told water. Me, they told me to see. I just throw it in the back yeah. of your throat. Man, I choked for about <laughs> 20 you know, minutes. Well, just I was kind of like uh, Miss Honeybee around here today, just coughing up everything, just like white smoke coming everywhere. No. you gotta, But you got to put the water in right after. I tried. Mm-mm, okay, but it. just take a regular aspirin. Just yep. take an aspirin and lay down. It would knock it all off. Last night, I was out with some friends and my sister, and we were drinking. I came home. I took me two uh, little pain, you know, killers. Lay down. Woke up this morning. I'm good. Listen. Hey. Steady rolling. See, but I also had ice cream last night. Mm-hmm. So now you, oh, yeah. you got a hangover and got the See, that's what I say. Sometimes I start feeling better. <laughs> right when I got in the truck, I was driving out of mm-hmm. work. Your stomach rolled. Mm-hmm. I like, Jesus, help me. And now I you at, now you at McDonald's. Pooping. I was in a library in Katy. Pooping. And now I'm a library here. But, hey, it's all <laughs> good. Feeling better. And we about to get it rolling today. He pooping. Yeah, he real <laughs> shit. Hey, I'm clear. Hey, now, now we got to ask G-Jack, how was your Anything. week? Man, I'm blessed. You know, our AC was out. I think I talked about this on a previous episode. Finally got it fixed. Woo! AC blow. Ain't home. nothing more humbling than not having AC in your house. Like, you realize how blessed you are <laughs> in Texas and have AC in your house. You can't go any other way but that way in, in Texas. Ain't no open the window. You need AC. None of that. None of that. So, yeah, other than that, man, everything else is good. So, Mr. D713, you ready for the makings of you? As always, man. As always. So, DJ Queen Bree. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. Well, I am the twin of Honey Bee. And oh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, came from two-parent household, um, upper middle class, uh, good childhood for the most part. Um, I currently live in Dubai. And before that, Saudi Arabia. And I lived 13 years in Dallas, and I left Houston when I was 18 in 2003. Um, I am a teacher by trade, uh, passion as a DJ. So I've been DJing for a little over a year now in Dubai, and I've done just international from um, the UAE, Oman, um, Bahrain, and the US. So that's what gives me that international title of DJing. And I love it. Can you say that middle one again? Bahrain? Yeah. Where is that? Um, it's on the border of Saudi Arabia. So um, you can take a pathway into there. But it has one of the largest um, naval bases 
um, U.S. naval bases in that area. All right. Ooh, tell them about your sports you do over there. <laughs> All right, so so did you play sports growing up? Or you just started playing sports. Oh no, I've, I've always been a sports player um, since I was younger. Uh, my favorite sports of all time is volleyball for sure, right. um, followed by track. Okay. Um, and so now that I'm overseas, I'm trying new things. So this year I played um, Gaelic. Oh, sorry, that was last year I played Gaelic, and this year I played rugby. And our team, the Eagles, Dubai Eagles, number one. And yes, was an Eagles. Yes, Dubai. Okay, and what's Gaelic? Gaelic is, I would say, like, I learned it from, like, my British friends. Um, it's like a combination of, like, football, uh, American football, football like <clears throat> soccer, um, and kicking and running. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how to explain. So kind of like rugby? No, rugby is more tackle. Like, we don't tackle in Gaelic. You just mm-hmm. kind of pass the ball okay. and kick it. Or Can you it. spell that in case some of us want to Google Gaelic? G-A-E-L-I-C Gaelic Gaelic Okay just like how it is Okay just okay, make yeah. sure I was like you put me on a spot To spell Do they, do oh. they have a lot of concussions In rugby I just thought about that like, um, you, you don't wear like a helmet or anything. No we don't wear a helmet We don't wear any um, Pads except for if you Want to wear like the shoulder Like the shirt pads They have like mm-hmm. Protection for like Your female parts And stuff like that um, And if you Get into the ruck If you want So you can protect Your shoulders from pressure mm-hmm. uh, But not so much because most of us we tackle from like waist. So mm. okay, mm. yeah. So what position are you in rugby? Is there are there? Yeah, there are positions? positions. I play wing. I'm the runner, so I play outside. So if you think of it like football, like American football, mm-hmm. I would be like a wide re- uh, receiver. I would just oh, be a receiver, okay. but it's from the back, so it'd be like I the guess slide. a fullback. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but it's always from the back because you have to pass the ball back. So I just stay wide. Okay, okay. okay. How do you score if you pass the ball back? You, you run, run past forward. them. You run forward. But oh, okay. the ball has to be passed back, and you have to move forward. It's like laterals. Oh, yeah. okay. I got you. can't you. throw a forward ladder. You got to throw it behind the Oh, okay. 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 And going forward. Yeah. I, used to, I used to dabble in rugby when I was younger. So, really? So I love rugby, though. In, in Tyler, in T-Town, they oh, had yeah. rugby? Well, you know, we used to play on the field and all oh. that. Nothing professional. No, I love like it. That. But I, 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 it's more of an aggressive sport. And it's a video I wish I can find of a African American girl, a young girl. She she she's big one, okay. She the like biggest. smashing folks. I'm talking about running full speed. You yeah, saw wow. it? Mm-hmm. That's that's me, but I think it's more because I'm used to American football. Mm-hmm. So the way I'm used to tackling and going head first, they were like, "Yo, you supposed to pass it back." I'm like, "Just run through her and keep going, keep going." Yeah. You got like one person on this leg, one person on this hip, and you're just trying to move, and then you just swing it back to the next person if somebody's you available. You like to start a team. No, 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 no. I've just started this year and I'm old. They're good. Like, even if they're <coughs> um, older, because, I mean, we have girls that range from 18 all the way up to, like, 50. And, wow. oh, yeah, but oh, they've been playing for a long time. Like, it's the culture out there. Mm. It's, like, true. Do you and then they go drink a beer. Do you think our culture has helped you be a little bit more aggressive? Than they, than their culture, mm, or they, their culture. They're, they're girls out there smashing folks too. Right. So the women, do, do the women have to wear like the stuff over their face, even playing rugby? The in stuff Dubai? over their face, like you mean the, like a, oh, like to be, covered? Yeah, to be covered? Oh no, not in Dubai. You're not okay. covered like that. And um, I mean, there are some girls who wear like Shayla's or like the hijab. That's like a Nike. They have Nike mm-hmm. outfits, oh, and it kind of just goes over, but not like their face. Face. Yeah. It's just more of their hair. And it's like long sleeve, but that's okay. my choice. Yeah, I can talk all day. Yeah, that's not. Thing. I don't think that 
I think it's based off of your religion versus in Saudi Arabia. Correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody was covered, covered yeah. because that was all of their religion. Versus in Dubai, you can mm. there's mixed religions a little bit more. No, it's still a Muslim country. You still have to be respectful of their country, but it's more of a tourist place. Saudi, you can only be there by work or if you're a citizen there. Mm. And whereas in Dubai, it's a touristy place, so they have people from everywhere. So um, I mean, Muslim is or Islam is their main religion. You be respectful if you do practice it. You cover if you don't. You can't wear what I have on right now. So wow. Yeah. All right. So back to your childhood. So what was your favorite <coughs> holiday growing up? I would have to say Thanksgiving. All right. All yeah, right. that's it. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I mean, for my family, it's just a more chill type situation. I mean, we didn't really go deep or hard like a lot of families for Christmas mm-hmm. um, in regards to giving gifts and all the other stuff, but. Um, Thanksgiving was more of the time where we got to see each other. It was a lot of good eating. Um, it was typically the time that all of our family were together um, just because everybody else that has their extended family from the other side, they would go to the other houses for Christmas. So for us to see the bulk of us, it would be that. And then Easter. Okay, back to Easter. Yeah, okay. back to Easter. So what was your favorite food growing up? So what was your favorite food now? Oh, my favorite food now. I don't really have one, actually. Um, grilled chicken. Grilled chicken. I know that sounds really whack, but hey, I'm not. <laughs> You've been all around the world, and now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say it. What it is because it's something that you can get almost everywhere. Like you said, I have been a lot of different places, and one thing a lot of people don't mess up is just grilled basic chicken. grilled chicken. Like I'm not gonna eat anybody's fried chicken. Like I'm actually oh, a far away removed from eating fried chicken. Except for like if it's like my Aunt Vinny's or my mama's and maybe my sister's, you know, if she put her time in, she can cook some fried chicken now. But I mean it's been some years since No, it ain't no 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 it's it's legit. Like I don't eat She used to come home and beg me to make fried chicken. Yeah. Mm. But now I don't really eat so much fried chicken. Hey, don't. I'm going to need you to bring some fried chicken next time. I can. Now I'm an air fryer. I'm at the air I'm an air fried chicken girl. So I season it and air fry it instead of putting I it in I had there. some uh, great people teach me how to make fried chicken. Yep. I remember my husband used to be- beg me to fry chicken. He's Caribbean, so he ain't have fried chicken. He tastes my fried chicken. Babe, hey, fell in love. So, don't sleep back. on so honey did you, did you have something when you was a kid, uh, favorite food? <coughs> but, matter of fact, skip that. I'm more of a meat and potatoes type girl. Like, growing up, I just wanted, like, some... Steak. I did. I don't know where How I was. Like steak I like it medium well. Okay, good. Why are you breathing so hard? <laughs> you know, I, some cultures just like it well done. Hey, no, it's not it as again. <laughs> and then kill it again, again, again. Hey, you know, once again, from East Texas, like, I didn't know. I haven't. I didn't eat a well. I didn't even eat anything other than well done until I moved to Houston. And then your life changed. Man, I just eat everything. My family's still so like, they don't eat, only eat well done steak. Yeah. Well, my I parents are like that, too. I, I eat medium. I like medium. I like medium, well. medium. Well. Yeah. I don't like it too. I don't like it bleeding on my plate. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that. I just slop it up and eat it medium. <clears throat> that you made that sound gross. <laughs> I need the so juice. Do you do you cook yourself? Did you cook when you was a kid? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Coming from my mama, um, she was just trying to make me cook before I came here. Um, everything like she's more of a southern type person. So the Ooh. sides, the meats. I'm actually now working on the roast mm-hmm. in my life because I got crock pots now. All right. yes. <laughs> so I feel old and accomplished. I got crock pots, so I gotta do that 
whole situation where I got the meat, the potatoes, the corn, and everything else. How long you cook your roast? Hmm? How long you cook your roast? All day, like maybe eight hours. Okay. It's on a slow cook. Now, mom is a traditional mom. She will sit there and tell you, you need to make these traditional meals. Remember, she sat us down. We learned how to make greens, like collard greens, cabbage, yams. She taught us. Making of DJ. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> it's not the making. I mean, we got the same mama, so I guess it is kind of like her life. So I can't. I can't. And all I'm trying to get at is, given the fact that she taught us how to make all of that stuff, you didn't even pick any of that. Well, because I'm not, I don't eat it so much right now. Like, I have sweet potatoes that if she can give me that. Yeah. Yeah. Some yams. Some yams. candy yams. Yams are different than sweet potatoes, right? Well. Oh, that's how I've heard. Yeah. We I call them the same thing, but they're they really are, the same thing. They are. Like, yams are sweet potatoes. Right. Sweet potatoes. But I mean, I like But they got, the, they got the, uh, the vanilla extract. They got the sugar, the nutmeg, the cinnamon. You got sugar, you know, all of that stuff. That's what makes it that it's way, the butter. butter. No, no, I heard that a yam is a whole different vegetable okay. of starch than a sweet potato. Well, That's what I, I heard. I have my phone mm-hmm. right now. Well, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. So, I chores growing up? Did you have chores? Everything, yes, absolutely. Um, from cleaning the car to baseboards to... Why you make that face? Cleaning I told the them about the baseboard. Well, if you <laughs> no, wanted, I know about the baseboard. Okay, so I would say <laughs> that the car situation was more of a if you want something type thing. So mm. if we wanted some money, so we had to do allowance. additional things to get additional money. So my mom was like, well, if I'm going to give you this money, that means you're going to have to help take away some type of expense. So mm-hmm. you clean the car instead of me taking the car to the car wash and you get the money from whatever I would typically use for that actual um, expense. So... Um, washing clothes, washing dishes, mopping, sweeping, everything. So, when growing up being a twin, did y'all have any type of sharing responsibilities? Did y'all blame each other for anything? Or what was that like? We always blamed each other, but it was just because it was there. Like, you didn't want to get in trouble. So, I mean, even though we got a little bit smarter, instead of like going back and forth, we kind of just took turns on getting in trouble so that the house wouldn't be on total lockdown. Because when we both got in trouble, there was no TV, there was no this, there was no that. And so it made things so much more unbearable Mm -hmm. (laughs) to live with. But once we started actually saying, okay, we both did it, but you get in trouble this time, so at least we can watch strategic from a did, young age. Yes. Did y'all did y'all ever do the switch up like oh, in school and stuff? No, because our friends knew the difference between us, and I mean, even though like the adults did it, it was still like I'm not going to the class. I don't even you don't want to be there. I don't want to be there either. So mm. no, I don't understand why people think that twins just want to switch up. Like I, she came to my job I wait, Wednesday. Yeah, Man, she, I would be a fool she came to my too. job on Wednesday, and then on Thursday they were like. Are you truly not DJ Queen Bree? And I was like, I couldn't pay her to come up here. No, I'm, it's me. Like, I need my check, guys. I didn't switch with my sister, okay? Sure, you tell us that. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I was like, you know, I think DJ Queen Bree has been here before. No. I think she's not been on the podcast before. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Y'all actually don't know her. Yeah, yes. I don't talk as much as Beyonce. I just like to be in the background. Okay. Yeah, we are kind of different on that. Yeah. And and I was gonna, that was about to get into it. Did y'all see strong differences as far as how people treated you both growing up, or it's just like you had to take both? Because I know when I had when when I was growing up with my younger brother, it was like I couldn't go anywhere without him. Did your parents put the same type of stigma on y'all? Um, no, not really, because I think they wanted us to have our own um, identity, and they saw that as 
we were younger because um, Honey Bee is a lot more um, aggressive and vocal than I am. What? And so it was um, at times she would have more um, presence. And so I would kind of be put a little bit further in the back in regards to the way things are happening. She would always speak up for me, even though I would have my own opinion. And she'd be like, my sister don't like this. What? And I'm like... You don't see. Yeah, so people don't grow that, that out of who they are and the successes of who their personality type is. This has been a, a successful personality type. So, yeah, so <laughs> our parents kind of, at, um, maybe like middle school ish, yes. we went to different daycare, I mean, um, summer camps. Mm. She went for theater, <laughs> I went for sports and okay. stuff like that. So, we kind of started going our own separates and identifying ourselves so we can have our own. Identity. Yes, I went to the Ensemble Theater. She went to Spike Sports. And now she looks. She's doing sports now. Yes. And I I am living my best. No. (laughs) And I was gonna say, when did they have y'all stop dressing the same clothes? When we said stop. (laughs) 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 Uh, This is like what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Stop. We was like, come on, please stop buying us the same clothes. We don't like this. And she was like, but y'all are so cute. We it was like, like elementary, middle school. It was Ooh. probably like fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth, fifth grade when, yeah. And then she was like, but I'll get you the shorts and I'll get you the skirt. It's different. And I'm like, it's the same thing. Like nobody gets, oh my God. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I love okay. it. Man, I love it, man. But I will say, man, thank you, thank you so much, Queen Bree, on sharing a little bit about yourselves on the makings of you. Mm-hmm. And I would like to share it to the honeybees' current culture topic of the week. Let's get into it. All right. So today's current culture topic is going to be about what just happened in Mississippi. Um, ICE came in and arrested 680 immigrants at this food processing company and like literally just took them all out and i just oh man i don't i don't know what to think of it like why did the company have 680 immigrants on staff at that point in time that were undocumented illegal aliens right so i'll i'll flip it to um mr d713 and see what you got to say about it oh okay um and (laughs) Either way, I, I think it's messed up because the back, the behind the scenes was really happening. Why are the people that was hiring or employing these illegal immigrants or these people, undocumented citizens, I apologize for saying illegal immigrants, but these undocumented citizens here, that why nothing happened to them? Right. They knew it. That Like 680, like that was a big setup. I think they did a disservice. Were these people even paid for the work that they did? Did mm-hmm. something go towards the family? How, how much services did they get out of all these things? And it's I'm, I think about the children. And this is a video of the children crying and just finding that your parents are gone and being deported when you come home. You know how difficult that is. But mm-hmm. what happened to these people that's hiring or paying these people under the table? Why is nothing happening to them? Well, I think um, were all of them like just undocumented, or was it just people who came and stayed over, stayed over um, their green card? That's a good visas? question. Because I think a lot of those people like that are just people who just came over here and just overstayed there. Six hundred eighty, though. Possible. But, but I'm saying as an organization, as HR, you yeah. would have to know who's coming in, who has a green card. It, it, it check all these things out. Yeah. Somebody. What's the punishment on the person who is a citizen here? 
Well, I'm, I'm, I know from an HR standpoint that when you fill out an application to be hired, they ask you your resident status. And they'll ask you, do you need like yep. sponsorship, which means you're an illegal from whatever country you're from. Yeah. And then that you have to document and report certain things that you're employed here, this is how much you make, mm-hmm. and all of these things. There are legal requirements for immigrants that come over here and work. And then there's, so I just feel like the company, I'm with you, Mr. D713, there was zero people arrested. I'm sure they paid them very meager wages. Right. I'm sure that they took advantage of the fact that these people typically will work long hours because they're appreciative of being there at that at, at that company mm-hmm. working, and they weren't penalized at all yet. I don't know if they. It's I think that was reported two days ago that this big arrest happened. So yet nothing has happened. I think that um, labor laws are going to have to come into play here. I agree. Yeah. So uh, Queen DJ Bree. You messed up. I did. I messed up. it all the way up, DJ Queen Bree. <laughs> um, well, <coughs> I would. It, they, there's a difference first between the work visa and green card status. So, if you understand why or how these people got into the country and were allowed to work, then that makes you. It will help you understand the how the laws were being broken. Um, coming from someone who works in another country and has to have my work visa actually up to date and things of that nature. Um, It is your sponsor for us to be responsible for making sure that you have those things put into place so that you can work. And there are rules and regulations against that for the commissioner. So we have our work commissioner who comes in and checks everyone's um, work status and things of that nature. So I think that they probably were just under the radar. I mean, it's not too many people looking for people in Mississippi, to, in my knowledge. So I'm just kind of just making sure that we don't put it all on those that, you know, have the uh, immigrant or expat um, title behind them, but the actual companies, because they're the ones who are supposed to turn in documentation for that. And I just read this tweet from Wendy Cervantes at Wendy DC 5 that um, nearly 700 Im- immigrants was arrested in a series of worksite raids uh, across Mississippi. So I, I don't think it was just that one okay. company, but still, they said they've been planning this for months. So it wasn't just like they just popped up. They came out, arrested a bunch, and they said they go figure something out to do with the family. Um, they're talking about just conditions of the workers, um, the caregivers for the children, serious medical conditions they had. Some of them were pregnant, uh, some of them were nursing as well, some of them were disabled. Hmm. So all these things going into it, it's just hard where you have all these children, these families you're trying to take out the country, especially when they have to work. That's that's the part that's disheartening for me. I think that they took the harder approach by trying to get these people out of the country versus taking the compassionate approach by getting these people documented, getting their information up to date so they can stay there. They're actually, what, good citizens of the world? These aren't these rapists and killers that, you know, our President Trump was talking about. These are people who are going to work every day trying to make their way in society in the United States, correct? Yeah. So why would you not do the compassionate thing and say, hey, I've noticed that almost 700 people in Mississippi, there's a program, there's a need, there's a resource we're going to provide to make sure y'all are here documented correctly and y'all can continue to be productive citizens in the United States of America. Or maybe, if anything, maybe just cut off the <laughs> ability for people to come over for now and then work out a system where people can, there's an easier path to citizenship 
as long as we're doing the same thing and it's consistent for all people i don't understand why we keep targeting mexican immigrants when there's so many other countries whose immigrants are here doing the same exact thing yeah. And or I think maybe, that if you sat there for months to determine that these were all these people, you could have sat down with these people and got them documented. Yeah. Why is that not an approach? Why is that not an alternative? We ready to kick people out who are sitting here being productive people? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it is messed up. It's messed but up. At the same time, no, it's, it's, it's really tough. It's slippery slope because can we really just have everybody come and live in the United States? They were doing well. They what weren't taking up nobody's that? face. They were I mean, like, they were... just, like, let's say everybody, like, let's say all of Mexico decide, you know what, <coughs> let's go ahead and come to the United States and live here. Like, we can, we That's really what the United right States was built off yeah. of. The American That is Green. literally what the United <laughs> States was built off of. Isn't that what the Statue of Liberty means? Right. It's just not, it seems like it's just not for everybody. Yeah. Some people came here on the boat like they were supposed to. Yeah. Some of us came under the boat, like, <laughs> I think, I think the, and now some people walking over because here. Even we, like the, the current um, individuals that's in the presidential seat now, his parent, not his father, but his mother was an immigrant. Thank you. Yeah. That's a fact. You know, he was born here, but his mother, the same thing. His mother was a, he was what did you call it a, a anchor baby. He's an anger baby himself. Yeah. So it's crazy. But I'm saying though, it's, people. I think the only way we can resolve the issue though is we need to have a clear path to citizenship. You know, yeah. that, that's where the confusion comes in there. Because mm-hmm. it is a lot of it's a lot of good people out here too. But there are also there really are some bad people some here. Bad people are killing people. Citizens here. Mm-hmm. And there are some bad. Thank you. There are bad citizens. There here are also. bad citizens. If we take if we take they the are, percentage hold on, of stats, let me finish what I'm saying though. We <laughs> can take the the stats. There are some bad people here. But I'm saying, think about this, though. And this does happen, though. And I'm not saying that this is all of them. I don't want to group everybody together. This does happen, though. Somebody's here, don't pay no taxes, don't pay for anything, and then they can just go around, and they and they are in gangs or start gangs and kill people. You ain't got no way to track them. No, no trades, no birth certificate, no social, no nothing. Like, and, how hard is that? And I think that that's what the misconception that is. When people too. say it's that... It's true, that but they are accountable. You can, you can well, account for them, though. So, so do, you, do you truly believe that an immigrant can go to work for an organization and they receive their salary, their hourly wage without any taxes taken out? Yes, I believe a lot of people. So how cash. do you, how do you believe they go and work for an organization? I'm not talking about like them freelancing or standing in front of Home Depot, but for the mass majority of people who go with their green card or visa work visas that they get and, no and, taxes. And this goes back with GJ when he's saying now when you put it in that perspective, there are people that they go completely under the radar. They don't fill out an application. They're in front of Home Depot. They're picked up. I get those people, but I think that is the small majority. Like I would love for some stats. And that's why I agree with you about that as well. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to base it off the small majority <coughs> to the wide. It, it's you can't do that. How do you think but, but how, it, do, you think but how do you distinguish though? I mean, like, how do you distinguish who's good and who's bad though? When why if, we have to if we got good a, and bad? Why do you think? Yeah, because you have a lot of undocumented people. So people, just because, period. Just people, because period, you're undocumented, right? just because you're undocumented, don't make you good or bad. You, it makes you undocumented. So okay, but we're talking. About, but the problem is the ones that are undocumented that are bad. Okay, so can you tell me what other um, ethnicities are undocumented? I'm just there's like Russian people over here. There's like German people can you over just here. Say all? Yeah, all of them. Okay, yeah. thank you. That's like okay. So but we're talking about this. immigrants. I think y'all are in the mindset of like Hispanic people. I'm talking right, about immigrants. Right, and I'm talking period. about period. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I said, period. That we're not distinguishing any ethnicity differently, and I think that's what our society is currently doing because ICE is set up, and they're only looking. It, it appears. It appears. 
that they're only looking for a specific ethnicity when I feel like all ethnicities at some point are over here illegally. But, I think I, we need to look up the stats. We oh, do. The, the main thing I think is the way the measure is going with what's been said about the leaders of this country and what the media is trying to portray. Yeah, I, it's all about they, what the media is trying to portray. When they say <coughs> from directly Mexico, I'm going to call it what they say Mexico, yeah. are killers and rapists and gangs, gang members and things, which that small majority that we're referring to, that's where the problem come in. And we see these are Hispanics and Mexicans that's been arrested for that, not other ethnicities. That's when we become a problem. That's what we see as a concern. But I said the issue, but the, the what needs to happen first. So I think we're doing it the wrong way. I think we're just gathering everybody saying, all right, go back to your home place and then try again. But we're not really, we don't have a, a true solution for them. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a clear path for yeah. to citizenship or a clear path for them to come over here and work or whatever they want to do. Right? There's no set timetable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There's no plan in place yeah. for them to leave and come back if they wanted to. So yeah. I think we need to do that first and then, you know what I'm saying, then if you got options at that point. I, I feel And, I, feel it's, and, and once it, again, I, feel, I see your point of view right. and, you know, just state that uh, <coughs> it's been other ethnicities, cultures that came over to this country illegally and they made it a home right but now we it's like we have enough you can't do it anymore and because if you I get over the, here you make a I'm family sorry. and yeah. that, i feel different about it yeah and i said if you're trying to come over here running for you want safety you want to grow you want to build a family here you want to make a dream here let's allow it now it's a certain way to, like i agree with you, a certain way to do it but in certain ways I, we've had guests on the show that say it's extremely expensive it's difficult it's unfair one of my co-workers mother just got her citizenship after 12 years of being in this country and she broke down crying at work tears of joy you know yeah. so but isn't that what i just said though that we need to fix but the, that way yeah. but the thing about it is still her family's here her mother's here so no, it's like no we, i'm not saying deport her first i'm saying fix it where they keep them here and, and, and just don't see, bring don't let anyone way. else come in let's fix the problem first as if you are saying yeah, that's, that's your a, solution my only thing is that it's a consistent solution for everyone yeah. that it's all ethnicities it's not based off of certain ones and i know that certain ethnicities have been highlighted but i don't believe that's right if you're saying that's the solution let's fix it then let's fix it for all all right, now let's wrap up the current culture topic. Um, if you have a different opinion, uh, leave us, or the same opinion, leave us your feedback on our social media. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you, Honeybee, for your current cultural topics this week. <laughs> yeah. All right, now back to our guests. Let's get to our first topic for the day. International travel. DJ Queen Bree. How is that? How is it living overseas? Um, Living overseas is actually... It's fun for me. I really enjoy it. I think that it's an experience that I would tell anybody to just try. Um, even the people that live with their parents for all their lives. Um, just having a different exposure to another type of culture or a different type of, like, the way they live in regards to the way they eat, the way they spend their time, everything will help you grow as a person so um i've enjoyed it i've i've been in two countries um in the last four years and my favorite of course is the uae um just because it's more international and it's one of those places that allow me to travel to other countries so i've been to 26 countries um in the last three four years and i mean you get to see how people see you um, coming from the U.S. because everyone definitely has opinion about the U.S. No matter where I travel, the first question they ask is, "You, you from U.S.?" 
and then it's when I first started it was we we love Obama Obama our president <laughs> and then now we get I get a different you from US you you what do you think about Trump and I was like I don't talk about it but um, you get the whole idea of the way people see you as an American you said 26 countries in three four years uh, which what can you explain or tell us about some of those countries like or what what are those countries um, I mean, I can't remember <coughs> off top all 26. Um, I've done the Eastern European um, Europe um, where I did a backpack tour. I did eight countries in 23 days. So I kind of did like Sweden, Norway, Germany, um, Finland, um, Austria, Vienna. Um, I can't remember all of them. Um, How many okay. in 23 days? Eight. Yeah, and then we ended, um, and it was in December, we ended in Netherlands at, in Amsterdam for New Year's, so. Backpacking. Backpacking, yes. That's not, a, that's not something I hear a lot of people from our community say that they would engage in. You recommend it? I do. If you are open mind and I'm you um, are wanting to experience and have um, something different. I went in December, it was very cold, but that was half of the um, experience. I mean, I went reindeer sledding and just different things um we chased the northern lights so i got to take a picture with the northern lights um we did ice bars we snow um we went um, skiing through snow we slept in a tent on top of a mountain and we had to tend our own fire throughout the night which was a little aggressive um because that was a lot but it was interesting it was Okay. Nothing came for you. Didn't have any, it wasn't scary. Oh um, no, they had people that were like the campground people. Um, <coughs> the, in addition to where we slept, they have like the dog shed. Um, what is it called? Like they have like their whole dog flea that was around us. So anytime there was something coming, they could hear it. But it was nothing on top of the um, the mountain but the reindeer. So yeah, you huskies. Okay. Yes, there were huskies. Oh, there were huskies. They were cute and very hairy. But that's the best for that area. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So while you travel, what are some of your favorite? You said grilled chicken. So what's the you most unique meal you've had while you were traveling? Squid in Thailand. <laughs> Why you so sound so scared to say it? Because it was like very. I wouldn't have necessarily done it because I'm not like a ooey gooey type mm. of like so no, it was like live squid well they it cooked it like in front of us calamari. but no it wasn't no it wasn't fried calamari i eat fried calamari all the time but it was more it was just it was very slimy mm. um it was a little piece i didn't want the whole thing because i didn't want yeah to waste their food what now, can you compare it to can you compare it to anything that we eat over here like a raw oyster. Raw okay. Oyster. But it doesn't thinking. have the flavor. Like, I'm more grilled oyster, New Orleans style. Mm. Okay. You no know, charcoal grill, but yeah. Now, this was always the one thing, you being my sister and you leaving. Everybody was like, wow, oh. she left. What made her leave? And and I don't, I never really knew what to tell them other than, like, why not? So, from your words, can you tell us in our audience, why you decide to take the leap of faith and leave? I was really in a transitional point. I was just about to hit 30. Um, I had been teaching for eight years. Uh, my life was more 
engulfed I was engulfed in my life and things that I did like I, at that time I was living in Dallas I was running two run clubs I was at church every Sunday doing all types of different things I was busy and I was actually at that time in a relationship and um, that relationship of four years ended and our lives were a lot of uh, entangled so once that happened it kind of made my life really weird where I didn't know where I could go. So I didn't always get that. Where is your such, where is such and such? And I'm like, oh, we're not together anymore. And then I was also the big bad wolf because I had ended the relationship. So people kept coming to me and I just wanted to change. I really, really enjoy teaching because that's my primary job. But it was hard to continue doing that because of all of the, the problems in the classroom. And then the poli politics in admin mm -hmm. and all of the different parts of it. And I was like, I really, really love teaching. I want to be able to teach. But, you know, we get paid okay, but not good. Um, it's livable, but it's not something that I feel like was my worth. And so um, I came across a friend who was on her way and they needed a position. And I just took it as the sign from God. I was like, okay, I'm still teaching. I love teaching. I want to travel. I want to explore. I want to start over. I didn't know where, how, and what to do. And it was easy. Like, it really was. I think my experience is probably different from those who actually sought out to go overseas. But I just sh shared my interest. Like, I'll think about it. I got a phone call. Next day, I sent in my resume within a week. And I had an interview. And I was hired within two weeks. Boom. And so boom. how are the kids in Dubai compared to the kids here? Or where you go first, Saudi Come, or Dubai? I went to Saudi first. Um, Saudi's different because I worked for a American-based type situation, and not to give too much information about that location, uh, the students were majority American, and I felt like it was a bubble because a lot of them lived there for most of their lives. Their parents were there for a long time. They didn't know the real world, so they were very sheltered, um, and they had the idea that everything was perfect in the world. Mm. And coming from the complete opposite, being when I was in like a Title One school in mm. Arlington, Texas, it was more of like trying to teach kids so that they could be better or produce. But then mm. you see this bubble where it's like, well, no matter if you're good or bad, you're going to all have the same results. You're going to have this last name. You're going to be able to get this job or you can come back and work here because they know your father. It's word of mouth. They're already promised to get into prestigious schools around the globe. Um, no matter if it was going back to the States, go to UK or go to another um, country, they had it all set up. So I felt like their educational experience was very easy. They didn't have you know the traditional test types that we have here it was kind of like this is where you start so if i'm fifth grade and i start on third grade i just grow from that level and i don't i'm not made to have to learn on the fifth grade level so it's just mm. very interesting the way they're um they level off their academics and so so can you be like 20 years old still in high school in dubai yes <laughs> really? yes Yes, they. Um, some kids they may stop going to school for a while if it's to help their families or if they're traditional. Um, they sometimes go on their um, what is it? Their religious religious journey, and they'll go to another country for a little bit, and that'll be it. Uh, I don't want to say they take sabbaticals, but like if their families move, then and they don't 
automatically start school if it's the middle of the year and they think the transition is too hard sometimes they remove their kids from school um, mm-hmm. a lot of students also go do homeschool mm-hmm. especially if they're American in Dubai they'll just do the online course the K-5 K-12 through mm-hmm. program and then they'll come back in the states at the end of the school year to take their test so it's still like the same setup there as <coughs> K-12 through um, with the online program, yeah, but okay. the classroom or if they go to a local school, then it's a little bit different. Okay. And as far as you being a teacher, you say you were getting paid well. Well, you were getting paid okay over here. Mm-hmm. Is the pay um, is better than okay over there? Yes, and it gives you, you have other opportunities. So and when you travel as an expat, they give you housing, you have free health care, you have different amenities that on top you, of your pay. On top of our pay. So okay. it makes your pay a lot better. So I don't have to pay rent, I don't have to pay water, gas, electricity, whatever that I'm typically used to paying for while I'm out here. Because they already provide that as part of my package for moving. Do they give you options on where you want to live though? Or is it just like a stipend say hey, you get this much to Um different places do different things. So my school the first year they provide housing because they understand that it's a difficult transition for you to come from um, the U.S. over and then have to look for housing and things like that. So the first year they give you housing and then housing with furniture and everything. Yes. So everything is set up. Like I come in there and all I got to do is hang up my clothes. Absolutely. Put my toothbrush in the bathroom. Yes. All right now. I mean, you can make your own little (coughs) twerks. Like if you want to change a little, you know, different rug or, you know, whatever, that's on you. But everything is already provided for you. And then after your second year, you have the option of staying in that house or moving to your own and collecting a stipend. Okay. I know. um, I I want to know what the scene is like and what the support system is like down there as well. I actually have a homegirl that's going to Dubai next week as well. So I'm about to start teaching, just taking a leap of faith. Yep. So I don't know if y'all how big it is over there or the the area or who you hang out with because she's teaching as well. It's exactly what you're doing. So I'll give you a name later so if y'all can link okay, up. Okay, you can definitely people. do that. Um, we do have support systems. So you can, we have black educators in Dubai, we have Americans living in Dubai, those are two groups that I'm a part of, Mm -hmm. and then we have like different parts, like MOE, which is Ministry of Education, they have a webpage for people who are coming in to work in that um, industry, so you can come, before you go, you can join those groups, and then you can kind of communicate, see who's a member, and then kind of link up and, you know, ask the questions that you need. Uh, Support is definitely um, helpful. And everyone is very helpful because they understand where you were and how you felt when you first got here because it's not America. And things that you think would be normal or easy or common sense is not necessarily like that. All right. So people who go to Dubai for a year and they leave, why? Not a support system. So they didn't pick up these groups or they're just like, what's the personality type where you're like, hey, maybe you're not ready or, you know, or this won't be the experience for you. If you don't do your (coughs) research and find out about the culture, it will be difficult. If you don't necessarily understand the differences in the way people, what they expect from you as far as time management, um, being responsible for yourself. It makes it hard if you've been very reliant on your family for support it will be very difficult for you when you get 
over when you go overseas and you're by yourself because you unless you are an outspoken person and you're very proactive and you know meeting people and asking questions and doing your research you will be overwhelmed on top of it you're going to be jet lagged when you first get there so things are going to be very um confusing you don't know how to ask and like for instance where i am in uae and if you're in different countries their social media and their um information is is restricted so it is i thought it was yeah i heard it was really filtered it's very it's filtered and it's restricted like i can't you can't go and find out like different places to go and different things to eat if you don't know where to look um if you call a place they may not give you information you just have to show up Mm -hmm. and so it makes things uh um questionable like for housing example when you start looking for your own housing they don't have the prices of those locations on the website you have to Mm -hmm. physically go communicate negotiate and then work out what it is so you you run into the times where you find out that you and another person living in the same place and y'all paying two different prices mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it and everything over there is kind of like negotiation like i can go in there and order the same meal as uh g-jack and we could pay different prices not necessarily restaurants but like Products. Cars, products. You can go to with the souk, which is like a supermarket out there, and you they negotiate. They look at you and they like for you this, for you that. Like before, when I last year, I had a close friend who was Pakistani. I would go a lot of places with her because the workers or people that were owning the shops were Indian or Pakistani. So they are nicer to their own kind and they won't charge as much as if they thought you were American and you have money. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to try and get the most out of it. So everything is definitely negotiable and it's very important to learn a little bit of their language, their numbers and things like that because you can pick up on them telling you this amount and then somebody in the background be like no make it this and you're just like oh, yeah. wow. wait what why yeah and you, you start talking to them and then they're like oh she understands arabic and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. so no i won't and then you walk out and then they come and find you be like okay miss and then try to mm-hmm. negotiate because they want that sale that's hard for some americans like i want to see the price yeah and i want all of us to pay the same price yeah i don't need to be negotiating over no cucumber yeah we searching for a yeah. truck on another vehicle right after this show and it's like the hassle and yeah. the haggling and it's a headache and i can't talk to imagine. my manager what can your manager come in here yeah but it seems like the manager go try to be <laughs> you over it's, it's like they judge you on your appearance mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Knowledge. And they do that over there, too? Yeah, they well, definitely do that. Let me, let me ask you this question, too. Um, credit over there, is it still the same? No. Like it is here? How does it doesn't work? really exist the way it exists here. If you get a paycheck, you have credit. If you mm. you don't, like, I can go and get a loan out for 150,000 dirhams just because that's what I asked for. And they're What do you have to prove? That I have a job. Or Not that you're going to pay them back or what you did in the past. Yeah. Inshallah. Oh, (laughs) which means God willing, like you, the culture itself is very, very honest. I can say God got me. <laughs> inshallah. Inshallah. Like they're like, you gonna pay it back? You be like, inshallah. G-Jack's face lit up when she said, "What? I need a, I need a hundred fifty thousand. God got me. My father got me. He, yeah. he was over and take care of this. Wow. Well, they because they're an honest culture, and that's one of the things I like the most about them is that if you ask them for anything, if they can do it, they will. I mean, don't. But oh my God, it just dawned on me. 
that's why United no, it didn't dawn on me. Actually, we had this on um, another topic, and you can or another podcast. What we talked about was how the United States is built on a capitalistic approach versus how some of these other culture, uh, how these other countries are built on religion, mm-hmm. and that's what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Like they say, if like the religious Bible, the understanding of how to help people mm-hmm. is not built on a capitalistic. How much can I make off of you? It's I can help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're very, they're very helpful. Mm. They, I mean, I that together. I'm sorry. if you have more of like the well, local, the one thing that. that's interesting about the UAE <coughs> is that the there's only one third are locals. Everyone else are expats mm. or people that are coming from another country into their country. So when you have to differentiate between the locals and the non-locals, and then you understand how their cultures are. But the majority religious is Islam, so their whole premise is, you know, very trustworthy, very, you know, not breaking the rules, respectful of each other, and things of that nature, so. Is there any, like, homeless people over there? No. Damn. No so homeless. Everybody's good. I've never seen homeless people. Like, Not but everyone, everybody. you have to live. Okay, first off, the the locals or the people that are Emirati through the UAE, they all get a check from the government because they are citizens. So mm. off top, they got money. So then the people who come into the country to work, you have to have a work visa. So that goes back into the immigrant status. Like, yeah. you get stopped. I mean, the way the country is built there's very little amount of people that are going to come in illegally because you either flying over when there's only like one other border so you can come in through oman but they're very 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 strict on that and you have to have a work visa and Mm. so with the work visa you also have labor laws that go into play in regards to housing health care and all the things that you have to have for to be in the country so it makes it a lot easier for people to be able to provide some type of lifestyle for each employee that they have um, in the country. What about crime? Very little, if it very little, and usually it's um, a tourist coming in that causes issues. It's not from Do the you locals. Get the peop- like I know people say all the time, they'll stone you or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> uh, stone you over there. Uh, no, like, I mean that's been. Eye. Yeah, eye for eye, very like I would. They steal, would, they chop your hand off. Now I will say that I've seen some people <coughs> when I lived in Saudi who had missing hands, so I didn't see them get their hands chopped off per se. Hey, but we had the we had the assumption as our group when we saw them, he probably stole something because it was just a uh, you know something you hear, you see it, you kind of put two and two together, and you try to make it work. In Dubai, no, if you're um, if you're a local, you will have issues. If you are, because they don't really do crime. Like I said, it's more expats. It's people who aren't from there that commit crimes. If you're American or anywhere else, they're sending you back. Yeah. They'll deport you. How far is Qatar from um, uh, Dubai? Dubai? About an hour flight. Hour flight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of our previous guests in the show is mentioning how they're really, well, of the Islam culture, mm-hmm. of the religion, that they're extremely against homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And how they had a mission, not a mission, he had a job to go on, and some man oh, yeah. was bleeding, bleeding anally, and mm-hmm. I, we were freaked out by, like, somebody raped him, but no, he was having sex with another man, and they found out that he was having sex with another man, and they were like, it was a big deal, like, they were about to arrest him or punish him, for whatever the case may be. Probably death, yeah. Wow. It's still like that? Yeah. In Even Dubai in Dubai, well? you think yes. so? Even though it's expat, and you're saying it's just... 
Is it tied back to religion? There are some people who I would assume I haven't necessarily went and asked them, "Are you homosexual?" Or not that are that do not do anything. They're not. They're expats who do not let that look that come out in the way. They still dress masculine, quote unquote, and their their demeanor towards others aren't overly friendly. But at the same time, the the men of that side of the world are very friendly to each other. Mm. If you come, you will see them holding hands and they do the kiss, the <laughs> face-to-face kiss chi. They, you know, I've seen them sitting on each other, sitting between each other's legs. They're, and it's not necessarily quote-unquote homosexual. They're just friends. But if you think about the way they were brought up, they're from like local, this? from school age. It's a different culture, they're, GJ. They're, they're <laughs> separated. So they only know how to Show affection. Show affection. That's, if, if, that's you too close, man. No, but I'm just saying, if all you look do, on this man's all you do right is Mr. D713. Like, they literally separate girls and boys from each other over there. So you I'm don't know. I ain't holding his hey, hand. I'm not you don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but they don't mean it. Huh? Nothing. You don't. That's just the way they are. Like, the boys only know how to interact with boys. The girls, they're around each other all the time. Like, it's not what they would consider homosexual if you see two men holding hands or extremely close or hugging each other from the side. That's just what they've learned to do. The real weird part is the fact that they don't know how to communicate with others outside of their family or the person that they're pursuing for marriage. Well, do they? I don't think that's weird. I think that's the way it's been built. Yeah. And, and it made me think. I was. I said it jokingly, and I don't want to go that way, but. I, I was telling the crew about the video. These some videos of guys throwing some girls in pools. Okay? Oh, Lord. How did we get here? And, and that, that's my point. It was yeah. like, I, when I was growing up, when we went to the pool, we all played around in the pool, even though we weren't supposed to, but throwing each other in the pool and all that. But it was a girl got pushed, another girl got dragged in the pool. And I've seen some women on social media say, oh, that, there need to be charges pressed against these men. Any man that support this and laugh at this is a rapist. And all this, and I'm like, what? Was it done in a sexual manner? No, just really overly aggressive. Exactly, very aggressive. I don't know because we had cousins who were who probably acted like we were boys and And was very rough with us. And the way you play rugby and running people over and stuff, I would probably throw you in the pool too. (laughs) But we had fun, right? But now it's to the point that I'm like, I I don't. It looks like men and women are always battling with one another here in the U.S. It's always. Is we can't win together. It's like it's one or other. You cannot love each other, and that's why I say, do we need to be separated for a little bit? Like y'all go to timeout. I don't know because I see the positive and the negative in both ways. Like I see that in the school system, mm-hmm. they have more opportunities to be more focused. Like I've been in the U.S. where there's hormone-driven age where the kids can't even focus because. They got to look a certain way. They got to have this. They got to have that. And they're worried about if the boy is looking at her, if the girl Wrong is looking priorities. at her. So the priorities become a little bit different. I've been at the boys' school in the UAE where the boys, they are extremely immature because they don't have to grow up or feel like whatever. So you they, they sit in class and fart and, and laugh at it all day. And it's just like... There's nothing but boys in there. Exactly. I bet that was hilarious. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting because you just smell. It's just like, this is... I'm just going to open So you, no, you teach like all girls and all boys? Like all I've boys. had both. I currently teach both um, okay. mix. So um, last year I had girls at the end of the school year and I had boys at the beginning. Okay. All right. Well, so I'm going to ask you a question. What do you actually teach, though? Like, PE. 
Sports. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it all come together. Yes. Okay. I okay. teach I teach PE, and then I also I'm part of the RTI program. So I are they? Oh uh, yeah, they go farting classes. PE. No, no, no. <laughs> we did help classes too, and I had to do like in class sit down conversational type situations so they can learn about digestion diff- system. Yeah, that okay. and healthy eating and sleep, and, and you know they don't really go into mental health because they don't believe in that part, but mm. it's more of the you know how to take care of yourself how to be polite to others and being a nice person type situation mm-hmm. it goes things that you don't typically teach inside the classroom because they're doing math science and st- reading and stuff like that well let okay, me okay with me sports ask. i want to know yeah. how are they athletes over there because i never really see them in like you know uh, olympics i never really see indians or, or Arab. sorry arabic type people pursuing sports it's more the education are the, you know do you see it in them you know, but they're really good. <laughs> I, I want to say well-rounded. Not no. There are some very um, athletic people, but it's not. If you look at it from a majority yeah. to minority, yeah. it's there's there's not as many. They not let man man dunk at three. No, they don't see more. Their sport is football or soccer. Soccer. So, so they play soccer. Football, huh? They they play that. They do. They play football. They um, they have um, no um, cricket. I mean, not cricket. Um, Polo. No. Um, We'll come back to it. Yeah, but they do. They do. They have sports. No, they don't really do lacrosse. They just do football. Uh, Well, we have a few in the American schools, but I have to touch on the difference in. The local to private to American. Oh, I just want to know if they had like you know how he does his son's uh, base the t ball team and some other sports like that. Do they have a big uh, population of people who do those extracurricular? I wouldn't say big population. I think it's growing now that there are a lot more um, international people living in the UAE because now they have like American football. They do have that out there for the American schools that are um, at high school level. So they do get to see, but it's not really the experience. They kind of low-key think it's barbaric. So it's yeah. just, like, not ideal for oh, them. Right. Mark went worried, so I think football is fading away. <coughs> you think it's what? I think it's fading away. I don't think it's going to be as popular as it what, is. What are you I talking think about American football? Yeah, American football. Um, when you think about it from the psychological standpoint for, as a coach and yeah. the physical for it, like, we've always had the debate, should they play young or should they go and wait till they get older? Would they have the knowledge and the opportunity to be able to secure themselves, know what they're doing, and they're just running into each other and hurting themselves and having injuries and the long-term effect it has on them yeah. when they become older? It kind of makes you understand that baseball, you get paid more, you don't have as many injuries and all the things like that, and what your idea longevity. for, you know, longevity for a sport and... So, so y'all be out there clubbing in Dubai? What's like? What do you do? What do you do? Wait, let's let's do this. Let's transition into this. So you're a PE teacher. Yes. What made you want to become a DJ uh, too? Oh yeah. Just okay. a passion for it or what? I've always liked music. I really like going out. To be honest, but I just hate the social interaction of it. I'm like. Uh, extrovert introvert whereas I want to go I want to listen to the music I like the vibe but I don't want to be harassed I don't want to yeah. have to talk to people it's always been our curse girl shut up <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just don't necessarily want to have to have 
pointless conversation. Now, if I'm going out for my girl's birthday and we're hanging out and having fun, that's a whole different thing. But sometimes, like on a Tuesday, and I, I've been off, up? I'm like, okay, I would like to go out, listen to some music, get a few drinks, you know, hang out. But I don't want to talk to nobody. You want to be in control of the playlist. I do like oh, hate <laughs> whack music. Like, I do like, hate whack music. And I'd like, because when I, I always thought about it, like when I hear something, I'd be like, oh, I wish this came on next. Yeah. Or you have this thought process. So I really like being, but transition to a DJs because there are a few dope DJs in Dubai from the US. Um, and they all, it was really weird because there's, hundreds of clubs in Dubai for at the hotels at you know different resorts blah blah, blah. but they always wanted to perpetrate the US music mm. from someone that's from the Philippines or Pakistan oh. or somewhere else and you're just sitting here like uh, if I hear another Drake, Drake song, no offense to Drake, I like Drake. Yes, and you you hear like stuff from just the, the popular stuff, the two nineties, and then they transition to something from two thousand seventeen, and it's like they're just throwing out music, like they just yeah. you know find it, and it's like this is they don't have any flow. They don't have no flow, and they don't have that knowledge, and because they kind of, imitating exactly, and mm. so you can either tell like okay, this is a playlist that they probably created off of somebody else's youtube channel and they was like oh okay this is nice but they don't have the passion for the music or the understanding of it to make it actually go together to make it sound good and make a create a, a complete vibe where you can go from old school hip-hop to you know new school to you know the the line dances and this and that <coughs> and the other and then you know so that's all you play what so what do you play that's um I'm it depends i really play everything um because it is international, I've done, you know, Caribbean, Afrobeats, you know, hip-hop, um, just whatever is, you know, pop, for the UK, for the you know, grudge, UK, you know, whatever it is that the crowd wants based on that. I mean, my preference is do definitely... Like, do they, like, dance and stuff like that, too? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a full-on club situation. Do you play the bunny hop in Dubai? No. Man, what? if you do that, please, I have a in the background. No, and oh, it was a show go viral. Now, when um, Houston had Wonderlust um, came out, that's a travel group in Houston. They came out. I actually DJed their yacht party, and so that was like the first time I got to like play DJ Screw in Dubai. You know what I mean? And it was like a whole different vibe, right? <laughs> so it was it was interesting that you can transition. We did a Mardi Gras party, um, and I played a lot of. Louisiana, you know, club nice. bounce music, you know, big freedom out do, there. Did they like do the dances that's initially with the music to it? Only just... the only people from the U.S. Uh, okay. Everyone else kind of stands around and just swag surf. Stay, I know, know they do swag. Yeah, surf. yeah, they swag surf. They definitely swag surf. How about surf. when you play the, the Caribbean music? Do they do those crazy little Jamaican? What is boop, that called? Boop, boop, when they boop. be jumping on each other? They be jumping. Which one? It depends. Uh, what do you mean? Like man, you know what I'm talking like about. Like you talking about the fast, like the like look like nah, little rabbits be humping. I'm talking or? about when they throw the girl. <laughs> Down, they pin her down on the ground. Then they get a running start. They run and just jump off like the scalping and just land on her her backside. Um, And they be humping with like a soft dick. Like I don't even get what this is. I'm sure you can't do it a hard (laughs) one. Yeah, you'll get caught. Yeah, you too. It's a lose lose, fellas. I'm just like when we did a Caribbean party and it's that group of people, they do more. But like you won't be in a club and see it happening because they have like some strict policies where you can't necessarily no nasty dancing or is what they say. Do y'all play any little John? Any like crunk music? We yeah, the popular one. Commercial like yeah. yeah. They will like at the beginning. 
Like three six mafia, be like to the club, bro. man. Hey, no, but I will at the Omega parties, like I did last year. G Jack and I, we used to throw parties, and you know, of course, uh, AJ and some of our buddies used to throw parties back in high school and a little bit during junior college. And we used to DJ. We had a great little DJ book that somebody gave away. But um, I created not, it. I can give it away. Man, dum, you dum, ruined dum. it, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, we used to DJ. I, I, same reason I used to go like to go out. But I hated the experience there. Mm-hmm. But I love to make money. Mm-hmm. I love to DJ. I love to control it and see if everybody else have fun. Mm-hmm. But I hate to be part part of it. I hate going to clubs. He said one key word in there: control. Oh. All right, continue. So I like, and I, like money. The you the other one. Money, control. too. I yeah. wanted to make money. But I used to see some of it, and it's about <coughs> control. The DJ has so much control mm-hmm. over the whole party of people miss out. Like, yeah. And I used to say, it's crazy. We could play three songs. I remember when my homeboys came to DJ booth, he was like, man, y'all tired, man, it's getting late. And I said, man, how much, I asked DJ, how much money we made so far? Have we met our quota? He was like, yeah, we made it. All right. I said, oh, watch this. I would play three songs in a row. And we, we came up with this plot together. We'll play like Little John, um, Pastor Troy, Trillville, and like maybe like what's the what's the other dude? Little Scrappy. Little Scrappy. Little Scrappy. All right, so your club bangers. Fight. <laughs> Boom. Every time. That's fight every single <laughs> and time. And then y'all can go home. And we, yeah. we should. Oh, uh, man. They, they fight. <laughs> man. That's your jacket. Shut that's it that's down. Strategic. Okay. But that's sad how people, I keep saying people are sheep. It's just like, it's so crazy. It's no matter what, a fight will break out. Those are your club bangers. Those are different. That's not happening in Dubai. Slow songs are ended too, but it's just slow. It's like people will. After the fight break down, then we'll play the slow song. And everybody, oh, you play Loves and Friends or yeah. a little. Little joke. You know, and we're good. You know, that was See, our and era. I'm the complete opposite because the club, when the club is done, it's like me. And if I have like a few people that's my crew, everybody be gone and we, I'll still be mixing and we still be dancing. And it's just like a whole different level. Like, I, I mean, I enjoy what I do. I yeah. love. You know, creating the vibe and things like that, but it's still like, yeah. When I played in Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago, they everyone had left. It was after three. No, it was after yeah, it was after three. Me and my friend Chantel, we were still in the club. And they Shout were, out to Chantel, hey girl. Do, do you uh, <laughs> do you uh, mix with vinyl or digital? Um, I'm a digital DJ now. I do have vinyl in Dubai. I practice uh-huh. vinyl, but I mean, when I go out, there's I'm not first of all, I'm not lugging them heavy things everywhere. Yeah. So it's um, a whole situation. And then um, most of the clubs they already have their setup with um, their CDJs and everything like that. So. So you pretty much you, are you self taught though? You just taught yourself how to do it? Yeah, with the help. Uh, shout out of um, two different DJs out in Dubai. Actually, now it's like three or four, but yeah, we kind of do like little cipher DJ cipher. We kind of just work on different things and you know chit chat and look at skills okay, and stuff. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I am so happy that um, my sister came here. Sister, hey. sister. Hey. I want to ask a question. No, we're not asking nothing end. about no sisters. Lightning round at the end. No. <laughs> we can do a lightning round sister, sister version after we get done. And we can just put that out. Well, we're here. That way. We're here. Right, we're right, done. Right. No. Run it, run it, GJ. No, no, no. Run it, run it. So. Oh, man. We okay. heard a story about <laughs> some puddings. Oh. I want to see how you feel about this. You remember that Wait, you talking about, about the fact that I got stitches? No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. Oh, you talking about when we were in the high school. I mean, no, middle school when we was at the apartments. Yes. And we fought over pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Godly. So, so how did you. I want to hear your so side. So, what happened? 
It was my pudding. And she said that I wasn't going to eat it because, okay, I was, a strategic, ah! I was a strategic eater. So if we got four <coughs> pieces, I was going to spread it out. This one would eat all of hers and then be like, you ain't going to eat it. You ain't ate it in two days. And mm. she tried to eat my pudding. Oh, we wow. So we, we had a full out fight that is exactly. about my pudding. And, and she I was, said, mama bought the pudding. It wasn't your pudding. She never said that I can only eat two. Mm-hmm. But you like, if it's but four. But Exactly. She knew <laughs> she had already eaten her quota of pudding, and that was mine left. Yes. I'm with Me that. and self. I'm with DJ Queen B on this one. Bree, completely on this one. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, so, you talking about me being controlling? Man, come on. No. That's where we want to Let me ask you this. All right, so we also talked about this before. Y'all in the club together, right? And the dude come up and try to oh. like one of y'all. And get y'all mixed up. Do y'all just completely shut them down? Or you be like, I, I understand, you know, but you were hollering at my sister. It has happened before. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm not talking to you. Thank you. Boo, We're think, not talking to you. Mm, if you walk man. up to us, you better make your choice. She was staring her down the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no, no, no. I, I wouldn't. Because there's been several situations where someone has tried to talk to Bianca. And she decided she didn't want to talk to them. And they were like, well, your sister didn't want me, so what's up? And I'm like, oh, I'm saying the same thing. No, good. same thing has happened that way. They'd be like, man, your sister dissed me. but And I'd be like, so you think I want you? Like, right. You should have not said nothing. It's, it what? just doesn't make sense yeah. for anybody to want to talk, be the second choice. Even if it's a purely... Like, okay, I did see her hey, first. Do you, you see the look on G-Jack face right now? I'm totally confused. I, don't, I think it should be an exception. Guys, 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 no! Guys y'all are identical twins. Okay, I when you get your that. twin, you let me know how you feel about that. It's, will, it's, it's I weird. Like, I, I think men think differently about things like that. It's been plenty of times like no. one of us get shot down, one of us shoot, what's up? But y'all are different. Y'all look different. Y'all are different. Y'all, when y'all go to Thanksgiving, we still ain't hang, at his table. We still hang we, out ain't at your table. It's, you're point. gonna still be at the same table. So if I knew you, I'm sitting around the same Thanksgiving table, and me, this person has got married, and I knew that he tried to shoot a shot at my sister at one point in time. Okay, it didn't work out. Okay, I'm done. she didn't want him, so it should be dead then. Yeah, it's it worked out for you then. It's, but it's weird. It is weird. It's, it's just weird. weird. It is. Man, it's weird. Shout out to our homeboys that's gonna listen to this episode. On my graduation party, the weirdest thing, G Jack came down to visit. And it was like it was like a crew of my folks from Tyler, okay? Two of my homeboys came down with two separate girls, okay? And during my graduation party, they ended up switching girls. Oh, like they came down with two girls and they ended up just switching them. And they, they came must have just met. No, no, they, knew each they other. didn't. Know. Oh, they knew each other for a while. It was the most awkward thing. That is awkward. Yeah. Very. Well, that ain't us. So no, I think that's a home. I think that's a country town thing. They came. They were young and hot, so everybody came to know. Look, I don't care who it is. We just. <laughs> it's just whatever. Facts. Um, Facts. So okay, yeah. lightning round over about us or what? Like I'm thinking about twin right. questions. Dang, I should have um. wrote something down. <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm gonna let it make it right now. All right, well, thank you for letting time. her make it or us make it. And I really want to say thank you again from the bottom of my heart for doing this. Um, I think everybody should at least consider living internationally. And I hope that you maybe encourage some people to look into it, maybe even squash some people who have had fears. 
So I definitely greatly appreciate it. And then if anybody out there has questions for the DJ Queen Bree about living in Dubai or things of that nature, please feel free to hit us up on our social media and we'll pass it along to her. Um, and now I'm going to pass it to Mr. G713 so he can give us our, our social media shout outs. What's happening? So always, man, follow us on Twitter at EveryTHGCulture. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Everything Culture. You can go to our website at www.everythingculture.com. Um, check us out on YouTube, but you know SoundCloud, iTunes, of course. If you listen to, share it with your friends and Spotify. You know we love to get feedback. Um, I'm gonna set something up. You can hit us up anonymous, anonymously. You like if you're shy, anything like that. But we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear more about you or hear your points of view, so we can have more discussions in the future, and we'll follow back with those things as well. But um, as always, you can check us out at Mister Unfortunate M I S T A D seven one three. Your girl, honeybee. So why? O underscore girl underscore honey underscore B, just the letter B. I'm G Jack HTX on Instagram. All right, all right. And DJ Queen okay. Bree. And my social media handles are at the DJ Queen Bree. So it's T H E before DJ Queen Bree. All right. You have any playlists you make? I do, but I usually do more um, individualized for people than oh, you got I pay for your playlist. That or be my friend, yeah. Okay, I'll be your friend. <laughs> I want to hear some different music. I'm yes. I want to get that A-Rap money on a mix, just however you do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll throw something out there for you. But, man, hey, thank you all for listening to us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for following. We greatly appreciate everyone out there. But as the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, that men hate each other because they fear each other and they fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because of segregation and miscommunication and here on everything culture we're trying to destroy that miscommunication and bring everyone together and destroy that hate so we can love one another again um, thank you all and god bless